Welcome back to the Lucky Lock Sports Betting Podcast. It's your boy. What's up, guys? How we doing? It today is motherfucking Thursday, October twenty fourth, two thousand nineteen. The year's almost over. All right, I'm recording this on fucking Wednesday night. I'm getting pissed with the boss out this game. There is three minutes seventeen seconds left. It is ninety seven to eighty five, Philly. And Boston just missed another free throw. So let me get right into what's fucking pissing me off and why, for the most part, the Celtics should be winning this game. The Celtics are right now 18 of 32 from the free throw line. It's 56%, you guys. 56%. They're 25% from three. Six for 24. They're getting out-rebounded 59 to 41. What the fuck? Uh, the Sixers have five more turnovers than the Celtics. 15 to 10. I'm still not giving up. Uh, I, I need this spread win. Uh, they're down 97, 86. They're down 7. And Philly scores another wide open bucket. This is out of fucking control. Uh, 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 Celtics can't get a break. Celtics can't hit a fucking shot. Celtics cannot make a free throw, which is driving me insane. Every loose ball is going to the Sixers. Ben Simmons is shooting like fucking 110%. Fucking, you guys. All right, Celtics score. They're down to the down 11. We need a five-point... Uh, we need a 5 nothing run here. We, we need at least a push here, boys. Uh, I'm going to apologize profusely right now. First of all, as you guys know, I don't bet the professional leagues this early in the season ever. And missed layup by Philly. Offensive rebound again. Okay, that's another thing. Super fucking offensive rebound. Get a rebound, Celtics. Stand me. Get a fucking rebound. That's a huge offensive rebound. Two minutes, 30 seconds left. Are you fucking kidding me, you guys? So if I sent you uh, a, 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 that's a walk. Jesus Christ. Philly fucking not only scores after the offensive rebound, but fucking runs the shot clock down to fucking six. Come on, man. What is happening? Uh, I want to apologize profusely and immediately right off the bat in the intro. Uh, I'm stuffy, by the way. My nose is super stuffy. I apologize for that. Um, If I DM'd you uh, like 15, 20 minutes before the game started uh, and I told you guys it was a locky lock status pick, uh, that being Boston plus six, I apologize if they lose. Um, I w- all the data pointed toward the Celtics. Uh, I, you guys know if you listen to yesterday's podcast or today's podcast, well, yes, it'll be yesterday by the time it's uh You know that I really liked Boston. Um, this is not. I did not throw darts at a fucking wall. Uh, this was the pick of the day. I had zero other picks for you today. This was the only pick I had for you. This is the only game I bet personally, and you should know, if I give it on the podcast and I also bet it personally, yeah, I'm pretty fucking confident in it. So, if the Celtics lose this game, I will now be 0-2 on the NBA season, and this is why I don't. it's too early. You, you can't just do it. I do like the first fucking 7 to 10 games because the lines are soft. But that's going for you, going against you, is the fact that you know absolutely nothing about these teams yet, how they're going to look, how they're going to play this season. Uh, God damn it, you guys. It is now, if Ben Simmons, oh, if they make this three, oh, I'm getting so pissed, you guys. Oh, my God. Fucking, it's over. It's over. A dagger. Oh, his foot was on line. A dagger, deep two-pointer from the corner as the shot clock expired. And then a mystery by the Celtics. I apologize, you guys. The Celtics are not going to cover. I fucked up. I fucked up.
I fucked up. And and I'm not I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm a humble guy. Uh, I just feel seriously bad for anybody that if you were not thinking about betting this game at all, um, and I sent you a DM and basically you only bet it because I sent that out to you. First of all, don't lie. If you were gonna bet it anyway, don't take me up on this offer. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the benefit of the doubt and trust you guys on this one. Uh, the other thing is, um, I'm gonna need proof. I'm gonna need a, a, a screenshot or a picture of a ticket. But what I'm offering, okay, fuck, I don't want to do this. But I, I could do this two ways. First, if you want, if you lost this bet only because of me, uh, what I'm willing to do, I'm willing to reimburse you for half of the bet amount, as well as give you the next lucky, the next two lucky lock picks of the day for free. The other way we can do it is I will give you the Lucky Life picks of the day for free for life, for the rest of your life, for the rest of the podcast uh, life, because I feel that fucking bad about it. So first of all, please don't lie. If you were going to bet it anyway and then uh, just felt better about it because I said to you that, please don't take me off with this offer. I'm trusting you guys. If you did bet it, I'm more than willing to do this for you. Uh, send me a screenshot of the ticket or a picture of the ticket, and I will go ahead and cash app you or Apple pay you 50 bucks, or I'm sorry, 50% of the bet amount, uh, as well as give you the next two Lucky Lock picks in the day for free. So I apologize. I'm upset. Uh, I lost fucking three full units. Yeah, right? Yeah. I took the money line as well for a unit, and I took, um, I took the spread at minus 110. Uh, 2.2 units to win two units, so... It wasn't a good night for me at all. Uh, I'm upset. I'm, I apologize. But this is one of the reasons. First of all, the NBA, regardless of any time of the season, regardless, it's a tough fucking sport to bet. It's a tough league to bet. couple reasons for that. A, the talent level is so insanely high. And one of the main things about the NBA, the talent level from the absolute best uh, starter on a team to the fucking last player that almost got cut that might even have just a 10-day contract that's sitting at the end of the bench that doesn't even have a fucking hope of getting in any games. Uh, the talent level between the two is so... The difference is just so slim. I mean, there's... Uh, listen, man. The fucking 13th man on the end of the bench is a fucking amazing, amazing... Probably top... I would say, what? Top 150, top 200... I don't know how many how many teams there is. About, about 30. I think there's 30 teams. But about 30 teams. Let's just say to make the math easy, it's 12 uh, on each team. Uh, let's say it's 30 times 10 is 300. 30 is so there's about 360 guys in the league. I would venture to say um, the last, the absolute last, the 360th guy, 360th worth guy, worst guy in the league, is probably still the top, in the top 500. Uh, in the world in basketball. I think everybody would agree with me on that. I'm taking into consideration everybody in the D League and the G League, whatever the fuck there are now, as well as the the uh, worldwide uh, uh, leagues and all that good stuff. Maybe top 750, 750. I don't know. But they're fucking amazing is what I'm trying to say. Um, and then also, furthermore, the difference in talent level between the absolute best team in the league Compared to the absolute worst team in the league, the talent level is just so slim. What I'm trying to say is any team can be any team on any given night, and literally anything can and usually does and will happen in the NBA. 
I'm never shocked about anything I see happen in the NBA. So the Celtics wound up losing 107-93, lost by 14. Fuck. Sorry, you guys. I apologize. I apologize. I was wrong. And I admit I was wrong. Fuck. That sucks. Uh, I have to say a couple things about Philly. I highly underestimated their size and length. Okay. They're a fucking big-ass team. Uh, just starting right off the bat with fucking uh, their point guard is six foot ten, six foot ten Ben Simmons. I mean, what the fuck? And then when you got Joel Embiid hitting threes, I mean, Philly could be a problem. I underestimated them. Uh, one of the main key things that is making them a really great team and making me, uh, after watching this game, much higher on the Philadelphia Sixers than I was before the start of this game. Is the Al, Hor- Al Horford acquisition or trade. I don't know how Al Horford even got to the Sixers. I'm being completely and totally honest with you. I should know, but I don't. Um, fucking, like I said on the podcast today with Matt, or yesterday with Matt. Um, man, so much so much shit happened in the offseason NBA this year. So much shit. I mean, you got the big, uh, the big, big time uh, fucking trades and acquisitions, which of course, you know. LeBron, AD, well, not LeBron, he was here before AD, you know what I'm talking about, fucking Russell Westbrook, uh, the big boys, etc., etc. But then you got, like, a fucking bunch, an assload of small little deals that that, that took place kind of under the radar, that didn't get much press, if any press at all, because uh, all the news was dictated by the fucking big boys. So, yeah, I'm way more higher than I was on Philly coming into this game. However... I still stick with my my rankings. Um, I said uh, Boston, Philly. Uh, no, I said Boston, Bucks, Philly were the top three in that order. I might after watching the Bucks game. Uh, I think they play tonight, right? The Bucks play tonight, late night game, I believe. Let's take a look for you. Yeah, the Bucks play tonight at. Must be over. Bucks played at. I just saw it. Do the Bucks play tonight or not? What the fuck? No, the Bucks do not play tonight. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Nope. So I guess they must play tomorrow. Let's take a looky loo. Thursday. I told you, there they are. Okay, so first game of the season is Milwaukee at Houston. Woo! That should be a good game. Houston's only minus two. I got to take a look at this game. 70% of the money is on Houston, by the way. I have to take a close look at this game. I'm not going to release or record the picks up portion of the show to, just now, not until tomorrow. So I have plenty of time to research. Uh, I'm going to research and look over the numbers uh, for about an hour tonight. And I'll do it another hour tomorrow, hour and a half tomorrow. And then I'll come up with the picks um, and release them. But I'm definitely going to take a look at this Milwaukee-Houston game. Um, full disclosure again, I really only know about the East Coast, uh, the, Eastern, the Eastern Conference so far. I'm going to do much more research tonight, tomorrow, and over the course of the next week. So I'll be fully up to date shortly. The reason for it, the reason I'm behind is, you know, I pay attention to every single sport. And fucking man, shit if it's not a lot of information. Shit if it's not a lot of players. Shit if it's not a lot of names. And you know what they say? Uh, this is interesting. It's scientifically proven. You can only remember 250 names of people and faces before you start uh, overloading. What happens is basically whatever, whoever you don't need, the 250th person gets booted out and you remember a new one. 250 phone numbers. Same shit. So what I'm trying to say is it's impossible, physically and scientifically impossible, to for one person to be... Uh, Fully up to date and f- with complete and total knowledge of every single sport and every team and every player and every coach, you know. So, 
And to be totally honest with you, it doesn't really matter some of the times when it comes to sports betting. Uh, some of the most important details in sports betting is simply line movement, uh, betting percentage. Um, um, a lot of other shit goes into this. It's not just teams and players. But of course, it's important to know as much as you possibly can. So I'm ashamed to say a couple of those things, but it's true. I'll never ever lie to you guys. I'll never say I know more than I do. Uh, let me light this cigarette real quick. Fuck it, right? The Celtics got me so upset. But anyway... Now, uh, I have the TV on mute, obviously. I'm just watching it now. Uh, Denver is at Portland. Uh, this should be a great game. I'm very, very interested in this game. Uh, this game already looks like it's going to go under. It's 4-3 to three with 8 minutes left in the first, but we'll see what happens. I wonder what the over-under is in this game. It's got to be high, right? Uh, these two teams are high-scoring teams. Let's take a look. The over-under in the Houston versus... Denver game is 218. That's not too high. I was just mailing 230. Sacramento at Phoenix is 232. That's pretty high. Anything higher than 232, I doubt it. Oh, the Knicks are up by one on the Spurs. Wow. That's surprising. And it's the end of the third. Wow. How's RJ Barrett doing? Let's take a look. Wow. 19 points, 9 for 12. Wow. 1 for 3 from deep. R.J. Barrett, Marquise Morris, 21 points, 8 for 13. Julius Randle, what? We got Julius, we got Randle? Oh, shit, Todd Gibson. The Knicks lineup does not look that bad on paper. Huh. See, I don't even know about my team fully, so please excuse me. But like I said, I don't usually bet the, the NBA until at least a quarter way through the season, so I don't feel it necessary to fucking keep up to date right now. Uh, not to mention... Uh, there's a lot of other shit going on sports-wise. Never mind just fucking life in general, but uh, I gotta say, the Knicks being up by one at the end of the third is shocking. DeMar DeRozan 0-1 from three with three points is not good. Uh, the leading scorer, of course, is Aldridge uh, with 15 and Forrest with 15. Uh, and then on the bench, Rudy Gay with 13. So anyway, I'm already getting DMs like, I can't believe they missed him. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Man, I got to say, the Knicks fucking lineup does not look that bad. RJ Barrett went 19. Whoo, baby. Whoo, baby. I got to send a text to somebody. Uh, anyway. Uh... I shouldn't do. I shouldn't text her. That's not good audio. But uh, this is important. Uh, I meant. I fucked up. Uh, basically, why I'm texting this guy. I told somebody the other day that one of my uh, best rookie of the year picks futures uh, was Cam Reddish. I fucked up. I meant R.J. Barrett. Uh, please excuse me. I fucking get confused sometimes. My brain. Listen, guys. I did a lot of drugs in my life. Um, I did permanent fucking brain damage. So, yeah. Not to mention the fact that I definitely have CTE. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Uh, but anyway, okay. So, right back to it. Fucking Knicks, baby. Knicks up four. 10.55 left in the fourth. If the Knicks fucking pull off this win against the Spurs, they deserve a look. They deserve a look. Just a small look. They might be overachieving early. Wow, watching the game. Blown the fuck up by Dallas. 83.36 with 2.13 left in the third. That's a, that's not really that surprising. Let me look at uh, Washington's lineup. 
Uh, and they really have no excuses. The only person they're really missing is John Wall. Oh, my goodness. Bradley Beal, 5 for 20, over 7 from 3, 14 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists. Wow, that's not good, Bradley Beal. Wow, their team looks bad. Uh, I don't know. I know one, two, and it might not even be right. Is CJ Miles on the Washington Wizards, or is that a different C Miles? Wow, my nose is so stuffy. I'm sorry. By the way, um, no bullshit, and this is shameful. I shouldn't even say this on the podcast in public. I know one name, one name from the Washington Wizards, and that's Bradley Beal. That's not good for Washington. Down 83, 85 now, 66, and late in the third. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. on Dallas doing it up, baby. Uh, Utah, OKC at Utah, 51-46 Utah. Utah's one, uh, no, not Utah. Sacramento at Phoenix, early, 15-13 Sacramento. Sacramento's one of my favorite futures to grab, by the way. Over 30, uh, 36 and a half games, I believe. I think they go way over 36 and a half. Said that on the podcast already. Just give you a quick update. Chicago at Charlotte. Charlotte won by one, 126-125. They covered the plus three and a half, uh, as well as um, they hit the money line. So that's good. Cleveland at Orlando. Watch out for Orlando, by the way. Uh, I didn't mention on yesterday's podcast. I meant to. Um, I just got sidetracked. Uh, but fucking the Orlando Magic last year, especially towards the end of the year, looked fucking great. Um, they might compete for the 4th, 5th, or 6th playoff spot in the East. I think they definitely 100% make the playoffs. They have uh, Michael Carter-Williams, of course. Uh, he's coming off the bench. They got Augustine, who's still one of my favorite lefties of all time. Uh, Aaron Gordon, don't forget about him. He's a fucking monster. Fournier, and of course, uh, Vuvashik. So, they look good. Uh, fuck, I'm getting DMs, and it's not looking good, bro. It's not looking good. Fucking Boston, dog. That sucks, man. I was... Whatever, man. I was just really... I, I was really high on Boston. I, I gotta give it off to Philly once again. I have to get off to Philly. They looked good. They looked huge. They looked really big. Uh, if they play like that, they can be a problem. I just don't see that style. First of all, they can't hit a jump shot. Um, the opponent is not gonna fucking shoot... 50% or fucking less than... I think they shot like 54% from the line. It's not That's not going to happen often. Uh, you're not going to get offensive rebounds the way you did every game. So I'm still not sold on Philly, but I'm, uh, I like them a lot more than I did before this game. Then you got Detroit at Indiana. Detroit won by nine at seven and a half point dog. So that's big. Minnesota uh, beat Brooklyn by one in overtime, 127-126. Boston, of course, lost to Philly in Philly, 107-93. Fuck. Dude, I should have took the first half bet. I fucking knew it. And then you got Memphis at Miami. Miami whooped on Memphis 120-101. Memphis is another team that fucking sucks. Let's take a quick look at the MLB game, the World Series game, of course. Uh, I'm already at 18 minutes and 30 seconds for the intro. That's enough. Oh, Washington at Houston, 2-2, bottom of the sixth. Full count. Strasburg still on the mound. Guriel at the plate. Man on second. Uh, I'm sorry. Guriel doubles the deep left field, so he's on second. Next batter, one out. Runner in scoring position for uh, Houston here um, with only one out. So that's good. Uh, how did this game pan out so far? Uh, if Houston scored in the first inning again, I'm going to be fucking floored for no real reason. Yeah, they did. Two runs again. <laughs> Houston fucking scores in the first inning more than any other team I've ever seen in my life. And Washington scored in the top of the first. Houston scored in the top, bottom of the first. Two, two each. So... Washington gets out to an early lead, and uh, Houston says, No, sir. Go a fuck yourself. How'd they score? Uh, 
Top of the first, Rendon doubles the deep left field. Adam Eaton scores, Jay Turner scores. And then bottom of the first, Alex Bredman homers left field. Michael Brantley scores. So that's how they scored. Um, I said, uh, I didn't say it on the podcast, but I said it uh, on Twitter. I will not be surprised. And a case, a serious case can be made for the Nationals winning tonight and even winning the series. But we'll see what happens there. It's going to be a great series. Like I said, it has been and it is. As far as the NHL goes, Detroit played Ottawa in Ottawa tonight. Ottawa won 5-2. That flight to Canada must suck. Uh, And then Pittsburgh is at Tampa Bay. Pittsburgh is great this year. Tampa Bay, heavy favorites, minus 218. 2-2 with 8-17 left in the third period. Tampa Bay gets out to an early 1-0 lead in the first. Pittsburgh puts up 2 in the second. 2-1 at the end of the second. And then Tampa Bay put up 1 in the third. Uh, So it's a... 2-2 game. Good game. Uh, Tampa Bay fucking sucked so bad last year in that playoff series, losing 4-0. By the way, uh, Pittsburgh's second goal that happened in the second period uh, came with 59 seconds left. So that's always nice to get, like, almost a buzzer beater in hockey. Uh, Other than that, uh, Matt's picks uh, for soccer yesterday's podcast were not great. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you, Matt. But, uh, yeah, they, they weren't great. But, anyway, uh, I did agree with most of them. So, that's my bad as well. So, uh, over the past uh, week or so, past seven days, I believe, personally, I am now 14 and 16 podcast picks and plays I released. I believe, I have to take a closer look, but I believe uh, are like 13 and 15 or so. And that's absolutely unacceptable for me and absolutely terrible in my opinion. Uh, and that's a losing streak, in my opinion, for me anyway. So, I don't feel good right now. Um, I'm going to take a break from the NBA for sure. I'll probably start up again betting the NBA and the NHL around the same exact time. So, keep an eye out for that. If there's any games I cannot possibly pass up betting on, uh, I will, of course, release them as always. Uh, so, yeah, that's it for the intro. I went a little bit long because um, not many bets for today. Uh, but I'm doing my best for you guys. I love you. Have a good night. Thanks always for listening. Hit me up on Twitter. Let's go. Enjoy the show. Alrighty, guys. I'm back uh, with the pick segment of the show. So I gave you a long-ass intro on purpose. Um, not much to bet on right now during the week, especially. Uh, the weekends are pretty dope with football and all that good stuff. But during the week... Uh, first of all, I'm big on long-term betting success. So one of the most important things, as you know, if you're a long-term successful sports better, um, you got to stay disciplined. Uh, never, ever bet a game just because, like, if there's, like, fucking, let's just say it's Thursday night, there's no MLB, there's no college, or there's one college game, whatever. Uh, there's one NFL Thursday night football game. Don't bet that game just because it's a game. It's what I'm trying to say. There'll always be tomorrow. There'll always be more games. Uh, it really sucks to just put a bet on a game just because it's a game. Uh, it's, a, it's a lean, in your opinion, or whatever, and you take the bet. Uh, and you wind up losing a unit or two uh, for really no reason. But you can go into Friday, go into the weekend games, uh, you know, without losing anything or without getting lucky and winning a little bit. So it's just not worth it. you got to stay disciplined. Uh, discipline on the amount of picks you do during the day, on any particular day, as well as bankroll management are two of the, by far the most important betting strategies long-term um, that are, you know, usually the first two things that go to the wayside. You know, you get down five, six, seven units over a couple of days or whatever, um, and, and you start chasing, and you start over-betting, you start 
forgetting about bankroll management and uh, discipline, you know? If you're betting five or more games every single day during a week over a seven-day period, you know, 35 bets uh, over the seven-day period is just it's too much. At that point, you're throwing darts at a board and trying to get lucky, you know? Um, my most successful times, months, you know, not just a couple days, you know, weeks and months have been uh, weeks and months where, you know, I, I would bet one or two bets a, game, a day maximum and even take three, four, five, six days in a row off without betting at all. You know, I would always take only take uh, bets that I really loved, that the data really loved. And, uh, you know, I would talk to people that I trust and, and we all agree on it. Then maybe I'd pull the trigger. Uh, but even then, I would still stay disciplined on the amount that I would bet. Um, and another successful thing, like those are honestly the first two main, most important uh, strategies to do when trying to become a long-term successful better. They really are. Uh, the other thing for sure is also like uh, live betting and hedging bets, you know. Um, so live betting is super successful. And super important because, um, you know, you could, if you do it properly, you can definitely, you know, minimize your loss. You know, say you put a hundred dollars on a bet and it's looking bad. Uh, if you if you do it properly and put a live bet in for you know twenty five percent, fifty percent of that bet, and you wind up hitting that, you know, you minimize your losses uh, and at the same time maximize your wins. But at the same time, if you do that improperly you can wind up losing extra money. So it's a thin line with the live betting and hedging. Uh, it takes a long time to learn how to do that properly, for sure. Uh, it took me a long time to, to do that properly. Absolutely, it took me a long time to learn how to do that. And it also took me a long time to learn how to just stay disciplined um, and to not chase when I'm down, you know? So the past 10 days have been not great for me. You know, during the MLB season, sorry about this bus right next to me, gonna get a little background noise. I apologize, but it is what it is. I just had a little bit of free time in between work and comedy shows tonight, today. So, you know, it's just, uh, I'm just trying to really push into you guys' brains how important it is to stay disciplined and to, you know, not get crazy. You know, uh, oh, my point being, the last 10 days during the MLB season, I got really used to simply winning almost every single day. I mean, there was a 127 day stretch where I won or lost maximum 20 bucks uh, on every single one of those 127 days in a row. Um, you guys know, I mean, I release a lot of them on the podcast, so you know I'm not full of shit on that. Uh, so I'm used to that now, you know. Uh, it was one of the longest runs I've ever had. And, um, one of the best runs I've had in a long time, for sure. It's a long, long time to go without losing uh, any more than like 0.25 units on a day. Um, and there were a lot of days in there where I won 10 plus units. But there was also a lot of days where I just won, you know, 0.75 to a unit and a half. But even then, you know, that's 75 to 150 bucks profit every day. So, you know, um, but now over the past 10 days with the NHL, I'm 0-2 in the NBA so far. Uh, I'm taking a long break. I'm waiting for the data to kind of stack up in the NBA and NHL right now. Uh, but over the ten, last 10 days, uh, my record is, my personal record is uh, 13 and 16. So not too bad, but very disappointing after that run. Um, I'm down uh, about five and a half units over the last 10 days, which is, 
I, I just, it's not good for me. I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy with it at all. Um, the podcast picks haven't been great, uh, but they also still haven't been that bad. You know, the worst we did on the podcast was 0-2, you know? Uh, the second worst we did was like two and four. And then after that, it was the worst was like three and four, two and three, four and three, four and four, stuff like that. So four and four uh, is not good. It's too many bets. Um, I'm going to start really being more selective like I used to be for podcast picks. You know, uh, there were a lot of days in there where I didn't love, love, love the plays, but I really liked them. Um, but with the limited data in the NHL and NFL and NBA, uh, it's tough. It's been tough. So I just wanted to at least, you know, the title of every single podcast that I release is free picks and the date. So I've been trying to at least give you a couple picks and eight picks on a podcast in one day is not, it's just, it's too much in my opinion. It's just too much. So I want to be more selective for you guys. Um, I'm going to start doing better for you guys. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, when I started the podcast and on that long ass run, you know, I was putting three, four, five hours into research just to release free picks for you guys. Uh, admittedly, as of late, I've been doing about a half hour to an hour and a half, which again is not enough. So um, I was really, really big on on Boston last night. If I DM'd you right before tip off and I was wrong, I apologize. Um, in the intro, I did offer you guys a refund of some kind. Uh, if you want to send me proof of the bet and you are not lying and you really, truly were not going to bet that game until I said something, I'll refund you half the bet and I'll give you the locky lock picks and that's like four or five for free. I don't mind. Uh, but I do feel bad about that. Um, I lost four over four units myself. Um, no, wait, I lost. I don't know. Uh, let me do that. I put 2.2 to win two units on the spread. Two different spreads uh, plus uh, uh, six and plus seven uh, at minus 110 and minus 125. And then I put um, one unit, one full unit, which I wish I only put half. I put one full unit on the money line at plus 200. To win two units, so I lost 3.2 units yesterday. Uh, that's a loss of $320, which not, doesn't make me happy at all. Um, sorry about that. Um, I'm literally walking through Times Square right now, and when I post this podcast, I'm gonna send you a picture of what this shit looks like right now. I'm literally fucking dodging people as I'm recording this, uh, but I don't have a choice. I'm very busy today. Um, if you know me personally, I told about four or five of you guys what's going on in my life right now. Um, it's something that I'll never talk about publicly on the podcast, uh, but something's going on personally right now with me that is taking up a lot of my time and energy. Um, I'll give you a little bit of it without getting too specific. I'm essentially raising and taking care of an eight-year-old boy and a 15-year-old boy right now. Um, I don't want to tell you the specifics of why or how that wound up happening. Uh, but if you notice, if you listen to the podcast daily for a while now, uh, you've noticed that I've been staying at my grandpa's house in New Jersey as of late. Uh, the reason for that is my grandpa lives downstairs. Uh, my cousin and her uh, husband and two kids live upstairs from him. So I've been taking care of the kids and him at the same time uh, in that house. My cousin and her husband are not around right now at this specific time. They'll be back in a couple months. I don't want to go into details of why they're not around. Uh, but if you... Uh, Think about it you'll figure it out it's not a big deal it is what it is. should happen so i haven't uh really have been able to put as much time and effort into the show as i'd like to but with all that being said i'm sorry for a lot, a lot, a lot of bullshit talking today but i do have a couple picks for you guys um, i'm not surprised at all by the world series results yet i'm not surprised at all um 
the Nationals towards the end of the season. If you listen to the podcast, you heard me say this many times. Uh, the Nationals looked amazing. They got hot at the right time. Um, and I'm not surprised they're up 2 nothing. I'm not even surprised that they fucking blew out Houston uh, last night. So I'm a little surprised. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not shocked by any means. Um, I even tweeted before both games, one and two, that I would not be shocked about the Nationals. And I also recommended taking the Nationals to game one. Game two, I didn't. Uh, but, yeah, I know. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep Houston at this point. But uh, game three tomorrow night or Friday night, I believe. Yeah, Friday night, tomorrow night, I believe. Um, you know, I, I don't know which way to go. Houston could win. The Nationals could win. I wouldn't be surprised either way. But anyway, with that being said, um, one NHL game did jump out to me. I'm not betting this personally, but I am. It's a strong lead for me. So if you want to jump on and jump on it. Buffalo is in New York playing the Rangers. Uh, I saw the Rangers play live. Uh, and they struggled against Arizona when I saw them play live. Um, I've seen Buffalo only play on TV, obviously. Uh, they look great. They're 8-1-1. The Rangers are 2-4-1 on the season. And I expect the Buffalo to be a way heavier favorite. Um, the data loves Buffalo tonight. I like them a lot. As well as um, the line movement first. The uh, betting percentage really is saying take Buffalo. So just to give you an idea, Buffalo open at minus 127. The Rangers open at plus 107. Buffalo is currently $14 better now at minus 113, and they're getting 65% of the betting public's action. 74% of the public, by the way, is on the puck line at minus one and a half. So uh, this is uh, an amazing price. Uh, Buffalo money line is minus 113. The minus one and a half puck line is all the way up to plus 223. That's $110 uh, better price than the money line. That's a lot. What Vegas is telling you there is that they don't expect that to happen. They say, they're saying it's a long shot, which makes me believe uh, we should probably pound that number um, because Vegas is starting to get nervous. That's what it's looking like to me. They're trying to trick us, make us overthink this as usual. Um, the minus one and a half puck line open at plus 194. 74% of the money and tickets is on Buffalo minus one and a half. And the odds have increased from plus 194 to plus 223. Um, I don't hate this action at all. Um, if you listen to the betting advice uh, podcast I released a couple days ago, uh, if you guys want, go ahead and create a minus one spread bet on this game. Um, I'm not, ah, will I do the math for you? I'll do the math for you. Um, what should I do? I guess I'll do, you know what I'll do? I'll make it complicated and I'll pretend that you guys are $75 betters. I know a lot of you are $25 to $50 betters. I know a lot of you are $50 to $100 betters. And I know a couple of you are $100 to $1,500 betters. So uh, I'm going to do $75 to kind of cut it right in the middle. Um, and try to help you out here. Um, I do really like the minus one and a half puck line. But I want to protect against a one, uh, one, one, uh, one goal win here. Um, I could see uh, Buffalo being only up by one in the third period. But if that happens, they'll probably get an open netter. But I can also see Buffalo uh, blowing out New York tonight. So, yeah. Uh, I'm looking for my notes here real quick. So I can write out the odds and help you out. And... What the fuck is it? Uh, let's see here. Sorry about this delay. Oh, okay, I found it. Here we go. So, let's just say you're $75 better. 
and you're trying to create a minus one line for Buffalo tonight. The money line is currently minus 113. The minus one and a half goal line is plus 223. That's amazing. That's a, that's very, that's that's high. That's super high. Plus, plus it, that's 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 crazy. Uh, in the MLB, you'll never see this. If a team was on the money line minus 113, the minus one and a half run line would probably be like plus 145, plus 150, not plus 223. Holy shnikes, that's a lot. Um, I'm worried about the one goal win here. So to protect ourselves about against that, we'll do that. So essentially, if you do this properly, what you'll do is basically make it a minus one goal spread bet. And your odds would be plus 152. Actually, plus 151.64, but it'd be plus 152. So if you're betting $75 total on this, um, if you do this properly and win both bets, if they win by two or more, you will win $113 profit. Uh, you will collect total whatever 113.73 plus 75 hours is. Uh, that would be trying to do this quickly 188.73. You will collect total if you bet 75 dollars. So that's pretty good. Um, if you're gonna do this properly on the money line, what you will risk is 39 dollars and 79 cents uh, at minus 113 to win 35.21. Which means if you're to win 35.21 on the money line, what you're gonna risk on the run line or the goal line in this case is 35.21. And the run line or the goal line minus one and a half will return 78.52 for a total of 113.73. So um, I'll do it for you. I'll do a $50 and $100 for you guys as well, too, so that you don't have to do the math. Uh, if you can't understand this or you're a different amount better, uh, just send me a DM. I'll do it for you real quick. Um, so if you're betting $50 total, you'll win 75.82. If you do this properly, your odds will be 152 again. On the money line, if you're $50 better, you'll risk $26.53. On the run line, you'll risk $23.47, which obviously adds up to $50 exactly. If you uh, if they win by one and you win the money line, you will win $23.47. On the minus one and a half goal line, you'll lose $23.47 and you'll break even. No vig, nothing. Uh, so that's good, and I'll do $100 for you as well. So once again, if you're a $50 better, you'll risk $26.53 on the money line and $23.47 on the minus one and a half line. And then if you're a $100 better, you would risk da, 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 on the money line $53.05, on the run line $46.95. Um, and if you're a smaller better at $25, uh, you would do it this way. You would risk on the money line $13.26, and on the minus one and a half line, you would risk $11.74. And then let's just say you're $150 better, and this is the last one I'll do. If you're $150 better um, at minus one plus 152 odds, you'll win $227.46 total. On the money line, you would risk $79.58 to win $70.42. On the minus one and a half line, you'll risk that $70.42 uh, to win uh, $157.04 for a total of $227.46. Uh, so there you go, guys. I hope you uh, enjoyed that. Um, I do really recommend doing the minus one and a half spread bet on this game, particularly the seven o'clock uh, start. I don't see anything else really in the in the uh, NHL besides uh, possibly the Islanders at home. They're strong at home. They're minus 109 favorites currently. Arizona's been tough. I saw them play live against the Rangers. They look pretty great. Um, okay there, mister. I'm blasting the music. So that's it for the NHL. Uh, for the NBA tonight, the only game I'm even considering uh, which is now minus one. It was a pick em about 10 minutes ago. The Clippers at the Warriors. Uh, experts and most of the public uh, are very highly against the Warriors this year, especially with Thompson out, losing KD, um, losing DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, it's essentially Steph Curry and friends. Uh, the Clippers looked pretty damn good against the Lakers the other day. Um, they surprised me a little bit. Um, at minus one, I don't see how you don't take the Clippers in this spot. 
Um, the thing that worries me tremendously is 78% of the public is on the Clippers. Um, Vegas doesn't usually take big losses like this in pro sports leagues. Uh, the NBA is rigged slightly, so I don't know. This is a pass for me, but if you're going to bet this game, how do you not take the Clippers? How do you take the Warriors, even at home, um, against that Clippers team? You also got Atlanta at Detroit. I got nothing for you there. I'm probably leaning Detroit. However, with Blake Griffin injured and out for this game, I don't love it. And then you have Milwaukee at Houston. So, um, I don't know how you don't take Milwaukee there at plus one and a half. Or even, I, I like the money line for Milwaukee here tonight. Uh, the money line is uh, minus 103. Never mind. Take the minus one and a half at minus 110. Um, or plus one and a half, sorry, at minus 110. Why would you take the money line at minus 103 when you could get a point and a half for $7 better? That, those odds make no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Listen again. Milwaukee at plus one and a half points is minus 110. The money line is minus 103. I say fucking buy the half a point to make a plus two at minus 120. Um, as opposed to taking that money line at minus 103. You'll get two full points for only $17. That's not a bad bet, in my opinion. The Rockets, um, they're a new team. I don't see James Harden and Russell Westbrook setting the world on fire at all. Why? I'll give you a couple examples. Why the... Okay, Russell Westbrook couldn't get it done with KD in OKC. Russell Westbrook cannot get it done with Harden or NKD back on, on OKC back in the day. Russell Westbrook cannot get it done last year with Paul George. What the fuck makes you guys think that he can get it done now with James Harden? Same thing with Harden. Couldn't get it done with Chris Paul. What's Russell, Russell Westbrook and Chris Paul? Very similar game. They need to have the ball in their hands to be successful. So does Harden. I don't see this working out at all. At all, at all. So I don't know how you don't take Milwaukee here. I don't see how you can bet Houston even though they're at home tonight. Uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden on the same team. Ow, man, I don't see that shit working at all. Not at all. Two MVP caliber players that both need the ball in their hands. Both of them, especially Harden, do not play great defense. Harden sometimes just takes entire fucking uh, plays off, chips down the court, just completely off on defense. So, And they both have to expend so much energy on offense, their defense struggles. So uh, I really do like Milwaukee plus two, minus 120 here, or even plus one and a half or minus 110. Uh, take Milwaukee, if anything, there. Um, what else do we have? Oh, college football. I do like SMU a lot here tonight. Uh, they're playing Houston at currently minus 12. 70% of the action is on SMU. Uh, they open at plus minus 12 and a half. They got down to minus 11 and a half at one point. Now they're minus 12. Um, I say grab SMU with confidence here today, guys, uh, for sure. SMU, by the way, is 16th in the country right now. Um, I don't see them not covering the 12 at Houston. 59% uh, are on the over 65 and a half or 65. Uh, I like the under here at 65. Uh, but I definitely, um, the strongest play of the podcast that I'm releasing out of these three is definitely SMU. The second strongest would probably be um, the Buffalo Sabres pick. And the third strongest would probably be the Clippers at the Warriors. I'm sorry, the Bucks at Houston and then Clippers at Warriors. Um, Bucks at Houston uh, could go second ahead of um, the Buffalo Sabres. Those are essentially the same rated plays. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks and... Um, Buffalo Sabres and then first you got SMU that's it for the podcast thanks for listening I hope you enjoyed it went a little bit long about 40 minutes I'm going to put a note in the tweet at when I release this and then the podcast description telling you guys to skip to my uh, minute 21 or so 22-ish to get right to the picks if you want to get right to the picks I love you guys thanks for always for listening hit me up on Twitter I hope you enjoyed the episode yesterday with Matt uh, at Jerry's Way Betting I hope you guys enjoyed the episode two or three days ago uh, with the creating a minus one runner puck line um, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Good luck tonight. Sorry about Boston yesterday. Sorry about Lakers the day before. 
Uh, I'm taking a break from NBA for a while, but I do have those very two strong, two very strong leans that I released to you today. So let's get it, boys. Let's eat together. Thanks always for listening. Thank you for the tips, even though I haven't won a fucking bet in a day and a half. Um, I appreciate you. Um, and uh, if you did send me a tip pregame uh, before the Boston game last night, um, I got two tips. One was $40, one was $25. I returned those uh, last night right after the game. So uh, if you do tip me pregame, um, if the fucking, if I'm absolutely 100% wrong, uh, like I was last night with Boston, don't worry. I'm fair. I don't really, I, I don't like taking the tips in the first place. Uh, but I do need them for the podcast expenses. It's not like this shit goes into my bank account or my pocket. It goes right back into the podcast expenses, which is a lot. Uh, I think you'd be surprised of how much a podcast takes to produce, especially daily. Um, as far as that goes, I appreciate you. I did return your tips uh, from yesterday. Um, so, But I appreciate it. Anyway, I appreciate the thought. I sent the $25 tip back to my boy, uh, who's a very good loyal listener and supporter. Uh, he sent it right back with a message saying, Dude, it's all good, baby. You've won me a lot of money. Um, I enjoyed the podcast. So here, consider this $25 uh, a, a podcast supporting uh, for putting on a great show. So I appreciate you, my man. Uh, his name is Tim, by the way. I got to shout out Ralph. Uh, he helps out a lot. I got to shout out Charlie. He always helps out. I also have to shout out Matt, my guest, of course. Um, I got to shout out Gui Costa on Twitter. Uh, he's a good supporter and he's fun to talk to. He's a good soccer better. Uh, who else do I have to shout out? I got to shout out my boy Dave from the Dolby Podcast. He's been helpful as well, especially when it comes to recording the podcast and stuff like that. I got to shout out Trout at Trout Farm System on Twitter. Uh, he's been great. Uh, he's a great tipper as well when I'm successful. Uh, who else? I got to shout out A.A. Ron. He's my boy. I got to shout out uh, shout out Cigar at SpendaBuck61 on Twitter. Um, I got to shout out Uncle Fitzy at FitzPicks on Twitter. I got to shout out Dirty KC Barbecue at Dirty KC BBQ on Twitter. Uh, I got to shout out Noli Knows at Noli562 uh, on Twitter. He's a good follow for underbedding. I got to shout out my boy. Um, I don't know how he wants me to shout him out. I don't know if he wants you guys to know his real name. So I'll shout him out at his Twitter. Uh, Thomas Salter Kid at The Salter Kid Sid. Uh, I'm sorry. The, at The Salter, S-A-L-T-E-R, Sid Kid, C-I-D-K-I-D. So he's a good dude as well. Good follow. And of course, Matt, uh, he's my boy. Um, and that's pretty much it. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If I didn't shout you out and you feel like you deserve a shout out, DM me on Twitter. I don't think I forgot anybody. I love you guys. You're the best, especially the guys I shouted out. Um, if you support the podcast financially, I did not shout you out. I apologize, but I appreciate it. Uh, I meet so many new guys on Twitter every single day that it's hard to keep track sometimes. Uh, enjoy the podcast, guys. I love you the most. You're the best. Let's meet together.